Philadelphia sports makes me depressed. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Coconut Curry Podcast, the place where just three guys are talking about sports and trying to offer an interesting take on it. We're also two depressed Phillies fans at the current moment, but we are really happy Eagles fans, and Peter is just down bad in sports. Yeah, no, I'm an moment. Eagles fan now. So no, 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 no. Says who? You signed a bonding contract for a year. You can't just back out of it. You are a 49ers fan. Do you want to start talking? I will get it notarized. Okay, that's straight up illegal. <laughs> <laughs> get it notarized. <laughs> like I said, if you're new around here, we're just three guys talking sports. We go to the school at the University of Pittsburgh, and we cover all sports from baseball, basketball, football, especially football right now. And we try to do some fun things along the way. If you're if you stick around so far, please drop a like, comment, subscribe, watch the whole video through. It helps us out a lot as we continue podcasting while in college. Um, big setup today. You won't see, but we actually have a tripod. Yes, a little bit, a little bit of like behind baseball right here. So for anybody wondering, the chairs we're currently sitting in, we have one extra one, and for <laughs> the entirety of our podcast. We had that chair and then a couple of random boxes that did change every once in a while of just random. And then we'd always have to figure out how to like restack it. Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. how to like stack it up and then had a very small tripod to set my phone up to use as a camera, even though tripods are like $15 on there, Amazon. And you could make the argument that's like, okay, you, you know, you're just trying to save a lot of funds on the podcast, but we bought all new microphones. We bought the new mics, the we got the mixer, we got so, everything. What we decided to compensate on was the the tripod that was, was the tri- continually <laughs> giving us problems, and we had very little like maneuverability adjustability yeah. on the setup. But now we actually have some, which yeah. is cool. So, so hopefully, it looks a little bit better. I we hope we're it. I hope we're framed perfectly. And if you hate it, just don't dislike the video. Just leave a comment. Just please tell us that we should go back to the box. If, if you're really that one person that's disliking our video when we don't have any other likes, like that's just so disrespectful. Like, like come on, man. Like. <laughs> Do, do better. Do better. Anyway, uh, hopping right into the MLB news. Transparently, this is probably going to be the last time we talk about the MLB because truthfully... Well, until the MLB postseason comes around again. Yeah, until the postseason comes around next year. But uh, Phillies lose Game 7 to the Diamondbacks in what I would probably call the most depressing moment I've had in my sports watching history. Uh, the Phillies go up 3-2, head back to Citizen Bank Park, a place where they were very hard to beat in the last two postseasons and they lost both games in kind of bad fashion and it's rough out here raj i just i don't understand it all went downhill after game four when we put craig kimbrell in the game and a message to kimbrell retire bro your career's over no one wants you after that show you I, um, so, yeah yes, we're gonna have to bleep yes, that but that's fine. an absolute <laughs> terrible performance on the mound what was it? Bottom of top, yeah, bottom of the eighth. We're up by two runs in game four. All you had to do was close out the inning. We we're gonna put in Alvarado, and we would have had three games already up on them, and we would have been fine, and we would have been dancing in the World Series right now. But no, you decided to go out there, screw it all up for us, and it went all downhill from there. We did win game five, and we were up three two. We head back to the bank, and we're like, hey. We're undefeated at home. We're great at home. As, as bad as everything was in game three or four because and five, because none of those were really like dominant games. Mm-hmm. You felt like being up three, two, going back to Citizens Bank Park. You had Nola and Ranger going to go up onto the bump. Like both those games, you were like, okay, like they're going to win. It's going to be a six, seven game series, but like they'll get it done at the end of the day. And that was the hardest part was just everybody, every Phillies fan and even any baseball fan was like, 
yeah, they're going back to Citizens of Bang Park. Like, this series is over. Yeah, I think one of the things that was probably the most damning was, I think, wasn't it? It was Schwarber, Harper, and Castellanos were one for 27. Oh, and Trey Turner. And Trey Turner, and yeah. Trey Turner were all one for 27 in games six and seven. Yep. Like, that's on. That's unacceptable. That is. Yeah. Un- and I mean, what happened in the series was the first two games we were doing good on our hitting. Mm-hmm. And even despite all the pitching debacles that had happened, truly the, the Phillies lost the series because they couldn't hit the ball. Yep. Castellanos was one of 18 or he was he was dreadful the entire series. Like he barely hit the ball during that entire series. Rojas couldn't hit a ball to save his life. He had one triple that was kind of irrelevant because I think it happened in the game that we like. I think like that was le- when you were blowing him. I think, yeah, I think in game two when we won like 11 to one, that's when yeah. he hit the triple. So like, I know he hit the triple, but like hits matter. He really never matter, hit the yeah. ball at all. Trey Turner started chasing pitches again and simply like the bats didn't come to play and that put a lot of pressure on the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like you had to score runs in baseball. It's a more friendly league for scoring now anyway. So yeah. you have to put the runs on the plate and that's what the Phillies didn't do. There was constantly situations. I remember... I think it was in game seven. We had Kyle Schwarber on second with no outs and because with one out and and no outs one time. And we couldn't get that guy around the bases and get a run in. And one run, one run matters a lot. And that's what happened to the Phillies. Again, the bullpen pitching didn't help a ton, but especially in game like four and game three. But at the end of the day, the Phillies had them kind of right where they wanted them. They needed to win one out of two games at home to go to the World Series. And they didn't get it done. That one hurts. That one hurts. Yeah, boys. it hurts a lot. And I think that's that's why it's like one of the roughest moments. It's like when we lost the Super Bowl um, last year as, as, as Eagles fans, it was like we were playing a good opponent. We had some mistakes that happened. So did the Chiefs. It was a really good football. It was a really good Super Bowl. The, the better team, you could say, won the game. And you you live with that in sports sometimes. But the it very much felt like the Phillies just completely crumbled under the pressure. And there was no reason for them to be in that situation because you could have made a very easy argument that we should have won that series in four or five games, nonetheless lose in seven. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even, I have nothing else to say anymore. Honestly, like this team, it, the postseason was great up until game four. Then after that, I started having doubts. And then I remember the Brewers curse and I started yeah. remembering like, would you like it, to elaborate to everyone what the Brewers curse is? So the Brewers curse is that any team that beats the Brewers in the playoffs end up winning the world series. And or I think it's making the, Oh uh, yeah, I don't know if it was winning. I think a couple of them did win, but, but still. still, yeah. So basically, I mean, the thought was in the back of my head, but like you know, it's just like oh, these like it's just random statistics. So it's like you don't have to believe them all the time. So I didn't believe it. I mean, we won like what eleven to one in game two. We looked unstoppable, and then you know, even when we went back to the bank, game six and seven. Okay, Nola's been pitching lights out. It'll be okay. Nope, we got regular season Nola. November came early for him, I guess. And then Ranger, he put up a respectable fight, but the bats never went came through, and there was nothing we could do. And I mean, with the lineup and everything, we didn't have, make we didn't switch any batters up. We didn't try to like do anything. Yeah, I think, and I was, yeah. was going to mention this. I think what, where the Phillies really lost the series, truthfully, is was managing. The, at the end of the day, your batters do it to hit. And I will give Rob Thompson like a little bit of a pass here. That I mean, you got your big money guys didn't show up to hit the baseball. In the last couple of games, but there's also just glaring issues that happened throughout the series. Um, bases loaded two outs. He let Rojas hit the ball in game six. I think it was game six, maybe game seven. Game six. Yeah, game six. Bases loaded. Oh, I know. That was game seven. Yeah, one of the two. He co- still is a closeout yeah. game. Bases loaded. You let Rojas come up. And you could argue that other people have not been pinch hitting all 
um, series and that you're a little bit nervous about putting them in. But your job as a manager is to make sure those pinch hitters are ready because Rojas, again, is batting like 0.05. He's batting 5% for the entire. Mm-hmm. So you're you're essentially saying that he has a 5% chance to get a run, one or two runs in, which is just abysmal. So you got to get yeah. another guy up there at that point to at least put pressure on the Diamondbacks that they don't know how he's going to swing or they don't know how talented he is or whatnot, but they didn't make that switch there. Rojas, again, consistently played the entire series at, at batting. They never really pinched hit him, and he was horrible. He was pretty much just like – it was kind of like before the MLB changed their rules and you had to have the pitcher bat, mm-hmm. and you kind of just always felt like, oh, the pitcher is going to like – like Exactly. Is, is going to do terrible. That's what it felt like when Rojas is up and – yeah, like, like the bullpen moves were interesting. Everyone knew Kimbrell didn't have it. I remember in game four when Kimbrell blew it, the reason it all started was because Hoffman comes in at inning three or four. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. you have your best, your second best pitcher in the in the bullpen at the time come into the game really early to kind of get Sanchez out of a mix that he wasn't really, he only, he wasn't really he only had let up one or two runs and he was in a, okay, like I didn't even think you needed to pull Sanchez. I was okay with the decision. But then you bring in, Hoffman, which is your one of your best bullpen guys, which leaves Craig stranded to pitch because you didn't have yeah. any other bullpen yeah. support. I mean, we were running on fumes those games with our with our bullpen because we had just used them so early and often, and Craig had kind of fumbled the bag. So, just an interesting series. I mean, I'm hoping next year will be better. I mean, I'll still like for the field, baseball is a very unpredictable sport, and that, that's what you can determine from like the Mets season that they had 100 wins and they didn't even make the playoffs. So. I'm not going to consider the entire season uh, a waste or anything. I think it was still a great season from the Phillies to get almost back to the World Series. It's really yeah. very hard to do that. Um, even like the Astros, like both Astros and Phillies weren't able to do it and they both gave up respectable fights. So not going to call the season a waste at all. They still got a lot of potential next year, but it definitely stings a little bit when you lose in that type of fashion. Yeah. And then quickly, just touching on Astros Rangers, that's tied 1-1 in the World Series. It's actually been like a very like uh, uh, Diamondbacks. 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 What did I say? Astros. Oh, Astros. Astros yeah. Oh, I typed that too. That's why. Yeah. Diamondbacks <laughs> and Rangers are tied 1-1 on the World Series. Very interesting seri- series so far. The first game goes into overtime. Crazy Adolis Garcia. Um, Garcia has a crazy like just batting. He's hitting grand slams and all he's having of- like like genuinely one of the best stretches of like postseason yeah. hitting. Like ever. he's just always hitting. And then Diamondbacks just rolled over the Rangers in game two. Yep. So very interesting game three tonight, which is recording is on Monday. So you'll see this on Tuesday. It's a very interesting game happening tonight, our time. It's already happened in your time. But I think the series is fun. I'm not really watching it a ton, to be honest with you. Kind of just like feel Take like baseball games yeah. are hard to walk watch watch when, you're, you, don't really when you don't have a yeah. big rooting interest, especially as we've discussed at length in other podcasts and there's so many other sports going on. It's just it's re- hard to care. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to care. So that's our MLB news, and that might be the end of the MLB news unless like Shohei Otani gets traded, yeah, or might, unless there's any like big things that happen. In the yeah, offseason. but yeah. but maybe we'll touch on it when whenever we get the victor of that series. But I mean, I'm happy with the steps baseball took this season. So I think overall this has been a pretty successful season for mm-hmm. baseball. Ha- yeah, uh, I think across the league, a lot across the league, viewership has been up, and people are just more invested in the yeah. sport. And then also, I think this is the first time since like 2016 or something that the finals don't include either the Dodgers or the Astros. Yeah, and I, and I think that is good for baseball because it's like okay, it changes it up. It, it is like, also good for baseball in a sense that the Phillies are not in. They would get higher viewership, but also it gives some other franchises reason to go exactly. around their team. Like your Phillies fans are always going to be there. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, like They're they gonna, will turn out. You don't have to same thing with that. Astros fans. They'll, they'll be there. Yep. To get these two teams kind of involved, hopefully it bolsters like the franchise a little Smaller bit. Smaller market teams, like yeah. 
and, and everything like that. So great season for baseball. Good job, guys. Good job. Paving Yay. the way for future sports. You're that's probably the first time we said good job baseball like ever. I know. But good job. Well done. It's still pain. Moving on to the NBA, <laughs> we had the first we had the first week of ba- uh, of basketball happen, which is super exciting because I love basketball. Um, right now everything is like new, so it's not like we're making any like conclusions about the team. I did want to note though, everything's going as expected for most teams. The Grizzlies, however, are zero and three, which is like sort of a big deal because every year the West comes down to a few games for certain spots, and the playing games are tight, and you really need to get a top six seed to avoid that. Being down three games already is is pretty tough because now they're going to have to find a way to make those games up and those three games i promise you towards the end of the season they're going to matter isn't yeah. job wick suspended yeah yeah job suspended. Suspended. Yeah. yeah but the hope is that you're still making the playoffs with that without him in the lineup because you're just going to waste the year like if he's yeah because you can't games. you can't lose yeah you can't lose 25 mm-hmm. games and expect to make the playoffs yeah like, like, off rip because if, if you go 10 and 15 maybe that is okay enough, but you're going to have to have a really but good then second what, half. Are you going undefeated the rest of the yeah, season? Yeah, you're going to have to have a really good postseason. And again, the West is really stacked. So being 0-3 is, is, a, is a pretty big deal. It, it sinks to say that for the... I mean, if you're this is the Eastern Conference, you wouldn't care at all, mm-hmm. but it's not. So they need to kind of step it up a little bit, especially if they want to get into the postseason. Again, that could be a trade target team where they're trying to find a player to get into the lineup where like... Yeah. I'm not saying like James Harden, but a guy like James Harden where you can just get him in the lineup to try to like salvage because you just like know he's good because you can make the argument okay grizzlies take your medicine this season lose just improve the team and then go again next year that's not how organizations think when they have like playoff money and playoff revenue on the line especially when the team is talented as the grizzlies so it'll be curious to see how they go tyrese maxi nikola Jokic, one player of the week and a name that will be in that list that doesn't sound like a player of the week person is tyrese maxi because he's been god for the sixers Mm -hmm. so far i've seen enough build the team around him and kelly Oubre. Uh, you just got your Kelly Oubre bit in. Yeah, right, there we go. Um, I'm telling you, Kelly Oubre may win six yeah. man of the year. He's been playing pretty well off the bench. I don't miss James Harden at all. Hell, I never missed him, to be honest. <laughs> um, quickly, a note on uh, Tyrese Maxey and Nicole Jokic. And Nicole Jokic is having a great season. I'm, I am very sick and tired, though, of the whole like thing that, like, oh, he doesn't care about b- b- basketball that much where he's just, it's his nine to five it is his nine like, to five every time i'm just sick of hearing it he'd rather go he's looking to buy new horses and well dominate. because is it true yeah but i think it's just like they're running it the bit into the ground yeah. a little bit at this i also point. i also give him a little bit of like bro stop talking about how like this is your nine to five and you don't really <laughs> care that much like there are people who would kill to be an nba just tr- i would just treat it a little bit more like seriously he got the job off wish.com I it's just I it's so oversaturated it's like he's on the bench with Jamal during training camp he's like I'm trying to buy a racehorse right now or I'm scouting racehorses like, wait how many horses do you have like oh, 13 yeah and then like during interviews he's like honestly like I just showed up or whatnot I'm like I know you didn't just show up this season like you were training in the off season like stop <laughs> he makes it sound like he just like drank alcohol and ate whatever he wanted all off season and didn't work out I mean I mean do we have any evidence that he didn't <laughs> He I, <laughs> we don't I mean, know if, if he does he needs to enroll in like scientific studies oh yeah, yeah figure yeah. out why he's so damn good at basketball yeah because again he's his been, brain needs to be studied because yes. again he's been excellent since he got back and the nuggets look really good and tyrese maxi just a great a lot of people thought he would break out this year but just to have the start to the season he's having he is so efficient from behind the arc like yeah he shoots so well from behind the arc and i it just i can't talk, speak enough highly about how tyrese max is handled especially with james harden being out I like to be that good yeah 
and leave the Sixers. But I did want to talk about the Sixers drama a little bit, as we kind of talked about a little bit with James Harden. It's just fat suit Harden. Part of the, like if we walk through the saga a little bit for everyone who's not familiar, James Harden requests a trade in the offseason, and he's pretty much like, I will never play for Daryl Morey again. And I was like, oh, okay. The GM, by the way. Yeah, the yeah. GM of the Sixers. And it was like, oh, wow, okay. Because like, Daryl and James were like, supposed to be buds. So then nothing kind of happened. They didn't find any trade partners. Then he like didn't show up the training camp for a few days. But then he said it was because personal matters and he was in Houston, I think where his family was. So maybe like something, maybe had, like some reports that he had to take care of his mom or whatever. So there was something about that. Then he comes back to the team and is ready to board the flight <laughs> and to, go, go. to go to Milwaukee. Nuh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Great uh, combo. <laughs> no, no, no. And, today. <laughs> and they pretty much are telling him you can't board the flight. Yeah. So then he stays home and um, works. He works out. He tries to get into better shape. Then he's on the bench for the game yesterday or two days ago. That was a bad look, I yeah. believe. And then fans were like had bad signs and everything. <laughs> so now he's like there. Other teams don't really want him. It's kind of awkward. I just think the Sixers should just wait to trade him. Don't ever play him there in your lineup. Your team feels fun and full of life right now. Don't even, screw that. Even up. if you're not good enough, like the Sixers right now, as presently constructed without James Harden, are not going to win a championship. But I don't care. I'd rather the vibes be good. And even if you had to trade him for pennies on the dollar, get a good rotation player or two. Hope that Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid take the leap. Built, work with the guys you got. I mean, I think the Sixers had a great offseason. Getting a guy like Kelly Ubrando, like Kelly Ubrando is a meme player. Whoa, like whoa, that. whoa, 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 whoa! For, for the price you got him, on, I know. Save your love. I'm sorry, it's your lover. I'm for I Kelly Ubrando. You got to calm down. But calm down. <laughs> Kelly Ubre is a really good bench player. He definitely like he got snubbed in the market just because no teams had money to pay him. Yeah. And the Sixers scooped in and gave him a deal. And he looks good because Kelly Oubre is a good player. Um on the he looks good on and off the court. Um <laughs> and and all that kind of stuff. So if you don't get the Kelly Oubre jokes, uh, go look them up on your own time. But he's attractive. Very, very attractive. All right, settle down. And that's enough over there. <laughs> no drooling over here. Time to move on to the NFL. Yes. NFL week eight. Is yes. almost completed besides from, again, today's Monday. So we won't have the Raiders-Lions game. But whoop de doo I don't really care to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> who sneaky or don't have as bad of a record as I thought. They, You could have convinced me they were 0-7. Yeah, I think, well, they're definitely like, they have clearly, they clearly have talent on offense. Like, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs is a good running back. Devontae Adams is a top three receiver in the league. Like, period. End of story. But I think they just don't have like any of you know the other players on the roster. Um, All the outside pieces are just exactly dead. around there. And then like Max Crosby is very good, and Marcus Peters is corpse. I think is playing um, <laughs> corner. I think still. So I, I believe mean, so. I believe so. Like they have like some solid pieces, but they just like they just don't have anybody. And like the thing is about the, I mean, if you look at their lines, it's awful. Like, oh yeah, D line. Yeah. Well, I know Max Crosby. But besides, besides that. Besides that, that yeah. D line, offensive line, no bueno. Yeah. Um, and they're going up against uh, the Detroit Lions, who have one of the best run defenses in the league. So Josh Jacobs isn't going to be able to go anywhere, yeah. which means they could just double Devontae Adams the entire and, like, game. And the Lions are pissed. And the Lions are very mad after getting pantsed by the Ravens. Um, yeah. it's And this is in Detroit, too, I believe. Yep. So this is going to, this should, should be a bloodbath for the Lions. But. Anything can happen. Anything as, can happen as it's happened all season. I, I, exactly. And we're gonna rapid fire through some of these games because we have a game that we're gonna do or a little draft we're gonna do later. So first game, Bills beat the Bucks twenty four eighteen. 
kind of what you kind of expected, except I didn't expect it to happen in that fashion. The Bills, yeah, the Bills don't look great still. Uh, maybe we're just underestimating Tampa Bay's defense, but like they just still look like they're kind of just like, eh, they're fine. They don't look like they're going to win the Super Bowl. The, prob- like- the problem is like the Bills got up big and almost blew it yeah. at the mm-hmm. end of the game. And that's yeah. what's concerning because like, cool, you got up big, but you like you need to be able to sustain it. And then you're exactly. kind of like, the Bucks had a legitimate chance to win that football game towards the end. Well, if Godwin if, turned around. Yeah, if mm-hmm. Chris Godwin decided to turn around and not have stone hands, he could have actually just turned around and caught it. Yeah, so, and then it would have been that would have been a whole different story. Yeah, yeah exactly. So again, Bills don't look great, but I mean you gotta get wins in the football league. Yeah. And I'll I'll turn I'll turn the mic over to Peter here to talk about oh, yeah. the Met Life off or <laughs> the Met um, off. The battle for New New York, yeah. which was just uh two toddlers fighting, but not neither of them were even in the same room. Um, yeah, so that was uh, Giants Jets. Um, please never air this game again. Um, I said this about Washington, and I'm going to say this. I think I'm just saying this about Giants games now <laughs> at this point. Just stop airing them. They're not good. Um, the Giants were just completely beat up. They had so many injuries across the board. Um, Jets, I think they also had some key. Well, obviously, they had a key injury to Aaron Rodgers. Um, but it was, I don't really feel like it's that big of a deal, though. Yeah, it's just Zach Wilson is him. Ugh. He looks like trash. Let's not drink the Kool Aid so here. He looks like trash. Um, Garrett Wilson had a great game. Uh, he pretty much, or, I wouldn't say he torched Deontay Banks. He had some very good uh, routes against him. Um, but I mean, that's going to happen when a rookie corner goes against a vet like that. Well, not even a vet, but like a, just a very good player. Um, uh, Tommy DeVito had to come in for the New York Giants after Tyrod Taylor uh, got hurt yet again. Uh, I feel so bad for this guy. He gets hurt at any possible chance. I think Tyrod needs to start training for the flag football Olympics. He does. Just to like, just because he can maybe make some type yeah. of career in that sense, so he doesn't get hit. I know it's and it's so sad because it's like right when you think, oh, he's gonna be good, then he gets hurt again, just yep. like a bad injury. It's like, God, come on! I mean, this is the same guy who got a punctured lung. Oh, uh, because somebody decided to take like a four gauge needle and stick it directly into his lung. Yeah. Instead of, you know, like, his rip. You can't make some of this stuff up. Like, yeah. it just happens. It's so, so, so unlucky. Um, and it was right where people were thinking, like, oh, maybe there'll be a little bit of a contra- uh, quarterback controversy, whatever. No, he's out. <laughs> cool. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Tommy I can DeVito. promise you there's no Tommy DeVito, Daniel Yeah. Jones Tommy DeVito finished with negative one passing yards. I think that's the worst since, like, 1998 or something like that. Um, the fact that there that wasn't the record is still shocks me. Um, I was going to mention... I do think I didn't really like what Dayball did with him when he was in the game because watching that those clips towards the end, I just like they didn't even open up the playbook at all. And I no. like I get I understand sort of why, but I feel like it was t- way too cautious. I feel like with your third string in, if you if you let the training wheels off and you just let him throw and he throws an interception and it ends the game, Whatever. so be it. You're two and you're two and five before the game. But losing in the fashion that they did, where they they threw it, they threw a flat to Saquon on like one and. It was second and 22, and they threw a four-yard, like, out route. Yeah. It's like, what was the point of that? They got four yards, and that's third and 18. And it it wasn't as if Tommy went through his reads and He just immediately threw it there. He just immediately threw it there, and I just don't understand why you wouldn't. Like, if he throws a game-costing interception, Giants fans are going to be like, God damn it, I knew our third-string quarterback didn't have what it took. Like It's like, yeah, no, duh. He's the third-string quarterback. He's there to try to be a Band-Aid on, like, a artery bleed like it's not supposed to be good the only um, reason he's there instead of another like veteran is because they're not going to put like 
Carson Wentz or Colin Kaepernick and make them the third string, yeah, no. even if they're better than exactly this guy. Yeah. Like they're just going to make another guy who's fine for the locker room. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like they choked it away. But I, as I've said, uh, I'd never trust the New York Giants with the lead ever. Um, I've been screaming this till the day I die. Um, never trust them with the lead ever. Um, I mean, because like my whole thing is like, I mean, Graham Gano. <laughs> had two shanks I most mean, wanted men in new york right now. i mean granted the weather was god awful i mean this game was just overall terrible the giants defense looked pretty good i mean and you mind you this is a 13 to 10 football game it is a 13 10 football game i mean it was a defense everybody kind of like had a feeling it was going to be a defensive game but the giants defense i don't honestly, really feel like it's a defensive game it's more of a lack of offensive game. lack of offensive but the giants defense did actually do pretty solid i will say like Kayvon Thibodeau, everyone's saying like he's a bust he's bad he had like three sacks in the game and like was yeah he's been really good he was he was really good um dexter lawrence is still i'd argue probably top two defensive tackles in the league he was unreal he was in the backfield all the time second to jalen carter uh sure whatever um michael mcfadden very solid inside linebacker that we picked up last year uh in the draft um shut the uh-oh got him yeah you can clip me on that one we got him um <laughs> i don't care um what, what am i gonna curse the giants more they're already bad all right? right it doesn't matter <laughs> like i already cursed the giants i cursed the 49ers and now i'm trying to come over to the eagles all right i, I just want to have fun okay <laughs> please just let me watch a team win no. for the love of god no you're not allowed right. to have that <laughs> um, stay far away from the eagles yes. but yeah long story short uh giants are bad giants are still bad um just get a good draft pick get an o-lineman just Sneaky, the Jets are four and three. Which is four and three. With Aaron Aaron Rodgers can throw the ball, which is insane. So they're like they're coming back, but quickly moving on to Jaguars Steelers. uh, I just think that was a nothing burger. Yeah, yeah, Kenny went down. That's it. Kenny Pickett went down. George Pickens had a really cool hurdle. Yeah, Um, Travis Etienne's good. Yep. Yep. And I, I would say the Jaguars have just like established themselves as a class of the AFC. This felt like a game where like Sprisky Steelers at home. They can maybe beat you. Nope, you just Jackson, handle, so just you handle your business. You cover the spread and whatever. Now you're have the second best record in the league. Yeah, yep. whatever. Um, right here under my notes for Eagles versus Commanders, I have a picture that says, "Oh boy, I'm excited to watch my favorite team play." <laughs> then a really long bar. I'm gonna kill myself. Yep. And a little tinier bar that says, "Nice, we won." Because that's exactly what describes my feelings watching the Philadelphia Eagles play football. Because I was really excited coming in the week because we just beat the Dolphins. I was like, ah, "We're gonna beat." Out of the commanders, and I was like, "This is gonna be great." And <laughs> and gonna, every and like, week, our schedule is so hard. And I was like, "We beat a really good team. There's gonna be a bad team. They made a harder schedule. So like, the Eagles are gonna come out today. They're gonna destroy the commanders. <laughs> it's gonna be great." And that's exactly what didn't happen. The oh. Eagles looked horrible. We make Sam Howell look like he's good. Ham Sal- Sam Howell. Ham Sam Howell. I'm part of the Ham Sowell fan club. <laughs> Put that on a pin. Um, I'm gonna. I don't even know what I was saying. Um, <laughs> Sam Howell looked like Tom Brady for a little bit of time. Terry McLaurin yeah. looked like Calvin Johnson. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Then the Eagles start coming back. They start playing like the better team. And, and by then, the end, I was like, "Nice, we won." Yeah. yeah. Well, AJ like, Brown actually looked like Calvin Johnson throughout yes, that game. Exactly AJ Brown like, is very good at football. Yeah, he's still really good at football. Yeah, just, that's really it. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Eagles 38-31. It's a good win for them. I think the, they, co- the Commanders are the first team to counter a tush push. Yes. Mostly because it was a bad snap, but whatever. Yeah. We'll yeah. <laughs> we don't need to worry about that. What was really fascinating is the Eagles came out of the touch put. Set and they and ran, ran the counter. Yep. They ran they the ran counter. Yep. Yeah. And that's really fascinating because I, me and my dad have talked about this before. Like, what if they fake tush push? Because yeah. you can't. There's no way you can defend you it. Can, you can't instruct your defense to, like, not take the push tush push seriously. Because they're just going to get the you will, you will let up 10 yards. Yeah. 
because they can get three on the play pretty much guaranteed. Yeah. So they just keep pushing like. I mean, Jason Kelsey is literally going to be like asphalt by the end of it. But like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get 10 yards. He said on his podcast, he says, that's really hurt. It just like, it's just a squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> and you just keep driving your legs. Well, if you've seen the Kelsey doctor, and you've also seen, he's like basically a bionic man. He's had like surgery on every single joint and has arthritis in every single <laughs> joint. <laughs> like, One day he's going to be like hyping up the crowd before a game when he's retired. He's and he's like, gonna oh be, my yeah, knee. We're going to be able to move again. Yeah. But yeah. Good win by the Eagles at the end of the day. They they showed a lot towards the end. That was just like better football play. Last seven one team. Yeah, last yeah. seven one team. It just it's just so funny that Eagles fans and I'm falling into this category sometimes. We're just frustrated with how their Eagles are playing, <laughs> and they have the best record in the league, and it's by one and a half games. You are so entitled. I know you great. are so entitled. I hate. What, you. What's fun is too like they're just beating teams because. They simply have more talent. It's not because they're actually like yeah. playing cleaner football. They're, yeah. they're just better. Yeah, it's just the high end talent literally bailing them out. Like the one throw that um, Jalen Hurts threw to AJ Brown, it like wasn't a great throw. No, it it was, was really good defense. But AJ Brown just, just went, okay, him. let me just palm this ball real quick, and then tap my two feet in the in the corner of the end zone. It's like there's nothing you can do against that. Yep. Like th- like throw that ball ten times. He probably only gets that like four times. But that was one of the four times yep. that he got it. Like, sorry, that's just it's how just, it works. Yeah, when you have more talent, you win football games. You just win. The Eagles yeah. continually are just not this game particularly, but they're just dominating in the lines. Yeah, and there's just when you're when you're usually bad teams don't have good lines, and they can just the Eagles can just punish them because if you have a bad D line, Jalen Hurts can have forever to throw, mm-hmm. and if you have a horrible offensive line, your quarterback's gonna be running for his life. Exactly. So, um, moving on to Cowboys Rams. I feel like this is a typical middle of the season win for the Cowboys. It's like they'll blow a bad game yeah, out, whatever. Yeah, it's like a metal meddling like team that's kind of like uh, the vibes aren't really good, and the Cowboys just come out like kick shit out of the Rams, and, and then that's it. yeah, yeah, like whatever. Okay, moving on. It's like yeah. on the cycle. We are here. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, they beat a bad team, then it's their season, and then it's their year, and then it's whatever. Yep. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Uh, Vikings cares? beat the Packers, and that's not really relevant. What is relevant is Kirk Cousins, yeah, torn yep. Achilles. Achilles confirmed. Just looked exactly like how Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. Honestly, worse because yeah. it was completely non-contact. He was yeah. just trying to put his heel down, and you mm-hmm. saw the entire calf pop, and it's just like, good lord, it's so because he legitimately had a shot of being an MVP this year. Like the stats-wise, he did. He was yeah. like first, second, third in like every category. And like obviously I'm not saying he like he was the definitive MVP before this ended. It's not like a Carson Wentz situation <laughs> where like he was the MVP yes. and then like gets hurt. Thanks to the Carson Wentz love. Yeah, yeah no, he, he 100% was as a – I'm a Giants fan, all right? I know I'm a 49ers <laughs> fan. Let's be real here, okay? We all know what's going on here. I'm just in Stockholm Syndrome. Um, but <laughs> Carson Wentz was the MVP before he got hurt and then had the full downfall. But, yeah, I think that Kirk Cousins had a shot because then, what, uh, Justin Jefferson was going to be able to come back eventually off of IR. I mean, Jordan Addison looks incredible. Mm-hmm. They've, been, they've almost, been able to string some wins together. They were stringing some wins together. They beat the piss out of the Packers mm-hmm. in this in this past game. The Packers looked awful. The they, have not, they have not looked good this season. No, they look terrible, but that's a different story. But, yeah, I think Kirk really did have a shot this year because, I mean, all of us knew that Jordan Addison was going to be good as mm-hmm. Pitt fans. Like, we had seen his high-end talent. Nobody else. Remember, he was the best receiver in the country at Pitt. 
He was yeah. the best receiver in the country at Pitt, but then suddenly, not, not he, goes, at USC. suddenly he goes to USC, and then he's not as good. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, Williams is a fraud. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> don't, don't say that. <laughs> I'm gonna, I was going to say Lincoln Riley's a fraud, but well, whatever. That too. Um, but yeah, and I think KJ Osborne was also doing like really well too, and it was just like, oh, it was going to be like finally the trio was going to be together. They were going to have Jefferson. They were going to have KJ Osborne as like the big jump ball guy, and then Addison is kind of like your slant go deep ball threat, yep. and then he just tears Because you wouldn't choice. believe it. The Vikings are four and four mm-hmm. out of, after the abysmal start. Were they like the season. three to start? Yeah, yeah, oh, and four. Oh no, and now they went one. They've won three straight. They won three straight yeah. now. Yeah, so they, they were at one point one and four. Yeah, they were. Yeah, 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 it was a horrible start, and now they're four and four, way completely in the hunt because it's Eagles, Cowboys, Seahawks, Niners, Lions, and then the NFC South with a couple four and four teams. <laughs> so they're right in the mix there, and yeah. I don't even know who is their backup quarterback. Uh, it's a rookie. Yeah, I, like, I feel like that's a team that needs to make a trade. Jameis Winston. They are they are talking to there's get Jameis. There's a lot of talks that Jameis Winston might be going to Minnesota. All I'm saying is Carson Wentz needs a job. I, 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 Jameis Winston is a better Carson Wentz. I'm right sick. That's true. I, I, am t- I don't want to keep talking about Carson Wentz, but... Don't you dare say Carson <laughs> it just, Wentz. It feels like this is... I just gave him so much credit, and you're going to say that this current Carson Wentz should be the starting in the NFL. I think if there's any time that you Jesus are going to give him one last chance after he's been certainly humbled by not being on a team, has probably just been working on his game since then. Bro. I feel like you got to at least give him a tryout. Why would you not try to go for Jameis Winston? He is a better Carson Wentz. Right? I don't like... I. I'm curious what it's going to take to trade for him. Probably not that much. Yeah, but like, what would you say? Like, what would you say? I don't know, like a third. Do you like? Would you rather give up a third though for Jameis and or like give a Carson Wentz a, an experiment? <laughs> it's tough because you're at the trade deadline. I know. But like, my you, thing is like what? at four and four, you cannot waste. At this point, why not do both? I I would I would agree at this point because like, what do you have to lose? Like your your season's basically over if you can't get a quarterback at this point. So like, why not? Sneaky, I don't feel like Josh Dobbs has been that bad this year and the Cardinals aren't playing him anymore. Just that's always an option. Josh Dobbs. Um I saw some people. Which I was gonna talk about when we got to that, yeah. but yeah, Josh Dobbs is out of Cardinals now. They're just done with him. Yeah, they I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> yeah, the whole Andy thing from Toy Story. Um and Which, granted, I've not watched a lot of Josh Dobbs films, so I don't really know if he's playing bad or not, but like he's playing fine. Yeah, he's playing fine. He, I think he played himself into a backup role or a like temporary starter, like mm-hmm. the Vikings. Yeah. yeah. Um also I saw a lot of people saying Trey Lance too. Like, oh maybe, no. Maybe no, 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 no. Like he's I, Trey he's Lance way too a, unproven. Trey, Trey Lance is the third string quarterback of the Cowboys, Cowboys right yeah. now, and they, yeah. they don't even have a first string. I don't think he's even so. suited up for a game yet. <laughs> they don't have a first string. You're right. <laughs> you know what? I hate you, Eagles fans, but goddamn, I love hating Dallas <laughs> so much. Oh, it's so good. All right. Uh, Titans, Falcons. Titans, Falcons. I just. Free Bijan. They looked so much better. That'd be the Titans with Will Levis. Like, just so, so more exciting. He was throwing team. a bomb. Yeah. So, like, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here <laughs> Is saying. Is D Hop like, back? I mean, I don't think he ever left. Yeah, I think I think Ryan Tannehill just isn't a great quarterback <laughs> yeah, anymore. And, they, and again, Will Levis, like 19 to 29, 238, four touchdowns. Like, it's a good game. It's not like they were asking him to do a ton, but it just was so much more exciting than watching Ryan Tannehill play quarterback. And it just makes me question, like, they just had no reason to play him the entire year. And it just shows me that, like, Mike Babrol has a little bit of, the, like, the Bill Belichick tendency in him a little bit, where it's mm-hmm. just like... He's a little bit stubborn. A little bit stubborn, and, yeah. and it's just like, play, play your dude. Yeah. I'm not saying Will Levis is great. 
But clearly this game, you had way more dynamic quarterback in the in the football game. That's yeah. why you won. I think I think truly one of the big things about like the big knock on Ryan Tannehill is that he was like a game manager and like he didn't really like win games. And I think one of the big things that allowed um the Titans to win this game is because of how different of a quarterback Will Levis was. Because I mean, like going into this game, they're probably not preparing for Will Levis to come in at all, at least I'm assuming. Um, and then just having that deep threat with DeAndre Hopkins, yep. who is still good at football, um, having that like just absolute bomb threat over the top with then Derrick Henry to like run the rock down low. It's it's a really good dynamic. Um, I think that I think that teams are going to be able to adjust to it. I don't know how well he's going to continue to play. Obviously, he can prove all this wrong. I would love to see him prove everybody wrong after all of the crap that happened mm-hmm. during the draft process. I just want to see Will Levis play the rest of the season. I do too. Yeah. Like yeah. You're, you're seeing Bryce Young. You're seeing CJ Stroud. I understand that Will Levis was drafted a lot later than that. You saw Anthony Richardson before he got hurt. Like, let the dude play. Yeah. I think like, you don't have, you're not, it's not like there's other guys in Tennessee and it's not like Tennessee is a good football team. So mm-hmm. let Will Levis play clearly. I mean, I'm sure he will play the rest of the year now mm-hmm. after, the, after that game, but. I'm I'm happy for him. He's got he after the um after the game he had like a good interview and uh the guy was like I think somebody asked him he's like oh like how are you gonna celebrate he's like what time is it and the guy's like oh it's whatever and he's like oh well, I got about twelve minutes to celebrate before we go and start getting ready for uh, the Steelers for Thursday night so yeah <laughs> this is how this is how I'm celebrating I'm sure it was a little bit humbling for him too like, oh yeah he's a guy like oh wait, like muscle like muscle shirts like yeah flags, kind muscle of like, shirts big guy big like I think he's got like a lot of the yeah, like the tats on his arms yeah, and, yeah. and stuff it's like he's like oh it's like this big cool guy and then it's like. Yeah, he didn't get drafted in the first round. Yep. He fell all the way to the third. And his girl left him. Yeah. <laughs> that's sort Well, he's up. Well, She's now that's an L for the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> funny, how the, that, funny how things change. Funny how the turntables have turned. There we go. <laughs> um, Dol- oh, I was going to say, Falcons, just, again, a meddling team. They don't believe in Desmond Ritter, even though they want to publicly say it. It's Taylor Heineke is a better quarterback. He is. Um, I think he's just more. Like, he's more dynamic dare i say carson wentz to the yeah, i say carson Wentz. i hate you too um i think Heineke's more like consistent he's like he's not going to be like really one of those like big like oh he's gonna have, like this amazing game it's like he's just gonna win and i think like you know you kind of want to experiment with desmond to see what he has and all that like you know you got to say he's your guy he's your guy he's your guy and after a certain point it's like look if you want to do if you want to make this season like about just working with desmond ritter just do that don't even play Heineke. Yeah, but, and they, were, they were saying a little bit it was because of the concussion stuff. Yeah, so if, it, if it is just because of a concussion, whatever. And then, but make that clear then that like, hey, we're going to kind of write this season off as we're still rebuilding. We want to see what this kid has. Or if you really want to make a push and like make the playoffs to really build up that culture, yeah. play Heineke. Yep. And that and that's where like they need to decide because their actions right now are not showing that they trust Desmond Ritter. No. Their actions are showing that they are using him as a game manager. And when Heineke comes in, they're kind of like, oh, do whatever you want. Like, we don't care. Yeah. And he looks really good in the offense. And the team looks really good. It's like, do you want to potentially miss the playoffs this year, but see what Desmond Ritter has? Or do you want to maybe make the playoffs and just don't care about your quarterback situation and figure it out after the season? Yeah. Like, that, they, but they need to pick a lane. Yes. Like, you can't do both. I would pick the Desmond Ritter lane and just let him have it for the season and then probably get a new quarterback. I don't believe in him. But <laughs> aren't you a ray of sunshine? <laughs> I mean, I just there's so many bad quarterbacks in this league. I mean, I, I there's not really a better option because we can just go down the list. 
of teams that have horrible quarterbacks and we'll just move on to the next team the patriots a horrible quarterback um, <laughs> yeah remember when everyone was like mac jones is back and it's like <laughs> no, no, he's not right. he hit the gwitty he hit the gwitty on uh, <laughs> on tv and then he just he's willy wittying oh god that was that was <laughs> really so painful to watch i thought that was so him funny. and just bro dude those two are those two need to be put in prison for the back for those grades those that's domestic horrible. terrorism <laughs> literally i'm like, not even sure what mac was doing it wasn't like what gaseki was kind of doing was the gritty his is like he always does that like as a joke though because like you know it's like oh he doesn't have any rhythm he doesn't know how to do it and like that's like his thing but mac jones flying in in the corner with the with like oh a way God. worse like i don't even know what it was even i don't even know what you would call that i don't know either but it was just like that's disgusting get out <laughs> like, no um dolphins beat the patriots by 14 uh that's exactly, was anybody surprised yeah. no one that's exactly what everyone expected yeah if cares? you told me this was the end of the square would have been like sounds about right sounds about right anyway um saints beat the Colts. i cannot believe the saints put up 38 points on the colts yeah, yeah. that's 38 yeah wow. i mean i'm really surprised i mean i'm not gonna lie didn't watch a whole lot of this game can't say um, i did either i mean it's kind of just like the saints have a good defense but I mean, I guess Vinci was working the ball as I'm like pulling up stats right now to kind of like see, see what was going on. Yeah, Derek Carr. Uh, oh wait, what? Derek Carr was 19 for 27 for 310 yards yeah. and two touchdowns. I guess Olave is also good at football too. Too <laughs> bad no, he's gonna be like his CT is gonna act up with all the hits he'd be taking. Yeah, Olave. Or well, oh no, it was um, uh, Rashid Shahid. That was yes. this was his big game. He had three receptions for he had the Randy Moss game where mm-hmm. he had three receptions for 153 yards and a touchdown. So he was just catching bombs, just bombs over the top. Away, That's right? I was I was I said Olave. I meant uh, Rashid Shahid. Um, Michael Thomas had four catches. He's huh. irrelevant. Man. Yeah. Like, who cares? He had one good season. He had one good season, and, and then, then he whatever. fooled us all. Um, Alvin Kamara is a PPR machine. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really about it. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor's finally getting like significant snaps. Just mm-hmm. cool to see him back. Yeah, it's it's great to see him back in the league. Yep. Um, Saints now tied for the first in that division, which is yeah. interesting. We'll see how that goes. Um, also, Josh Downs, uh, the rookie receiver for the Colts, is good at football. He is good at football. Yes. Um, who is also maybe now good at football is Bryce Young. Um, actually, uh, let's not. Uh, let's not a little too here, I, This is a big step in the right direction because Bryce had been playing really okay, good. Okay, let's settle down. He put up 15 points. Yeah. It's a good step in the right direction. Okay. He didn't make mistakes. <laughs> he wasn't dynamic, but he didn't make mistakes. And that's a good start. Okay. And I mean, for his confidence to beat CJ Stroud... It's got to feel at least a little bit good. I mean, no, no. I again, I I love memeing on him and whatever, but I do, I do, I am happy for him that he is succeeding. He's not going to go completely defeated in his rookie season, even though the Panthers are bad. Um, I am very happy that, like, you know, he got that win, he got that thing under his belt. And you're right, he beat C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. It's like this guy's getting all the hype, and it's like, no, I'm still good too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm definitely glad for him. I mean, look, it's a step in the right direction, but let's not forget, it's a step in the right direction after going the wrong direction for like 300 miles. (laughs) (laughs) He's still got a long way to go. Bro's out of gas. Bro is almost out of gas, but look, he's going the right direction now, so let's pray to any god that he can figure it out. I did this whole bit last podcast, so I don't want to be being that guy. But this is a bad loss for the Panthers, bad win for the Panthers. They had the number one pick. Locked up, they could have just drafted <laughs> Caleb Williams and not deal with this Bryce Young. Why? Oh, and they could have God. easily lost to the Texans. The Texans are a decent team. 
They tried too hard. They don't have their first round pick, the, bud. The Panthers? No. The Bears do. Oh, shoot. You're right. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Great win, <laughs> Panthers. Yeah. Carolina's back. Oh, my Bryce God. Bryce Young is him. Bryce Young's camp. I forgot. Too. I have the whole Bears thing. This is terrible for the Bears. It's awful. The Bears had Caleb, Caleb Williams the locked Bears up. And Marvin Harrison. And Marvin Harrison. They had a dynamic duo in that. Wow, this is, feels bad. I'm sorry, Bears fans. This is horrible. Yeah, they're down atrocious. But anyway. you got to get like a sniper in there to take out a few. <laughs> oh, Settle down. Okay, Sean Payne. You know, you know no more like, a, a weird, awkward injury happens and they cut to a guy like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a turf like monster. Yeah, 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 yeah. turf monster. Yeah. Um, Seahawks beat Browns 24-20. This game looked looked so bad in the beginning. It was a very, very ugly game. Um, I mean, Seattle looked like fine. I mean, like they're obviously they win games. Like I want to make that very clear. Like Seattle is a good football team. Uh, they actually just added Leonard Williams um, to their team. They uh, got him from the Giants for a second and a fifth. Uh, thanks for taking that thirty million dollar cap hit, you morons. Um, so <laughs> they're definitely a good team, but I think if they're trying to win now, like that's a good trade. Um, they looked pretty good. Um, JSN, uh, their rookie receiver, good at football. Um, Gino had two bad picks at the beginning, but he bounced back and he was able to kind of lead them down there. Showed a lot of grit there. But I mean, the Browns, it's like, look, the Seahawks defense is good, but like, they're not like world beaters. Like, you should be no. able to put up more than 20 on them. It's, I, I, these quarterbacks that are playing right, Deshaun Watson's not been great. No. But these quarterbacks are significant, still downgrades from Deshaun Watson. And you, I think you can tell a little bit, like, they. The Browns' offense doesn't have, especially with Nick Chubb out. Um, it's actually mm-hmm. kind of sad. I mean, I'll give the Seahawks credit; they're five and two now. Yeah, they're Coming five and two. Third. They're mm-hmm. winning the they're second, West. Second, yeah, leading the West. Yeah, and they're they might be the second best team in the NFC. I believe so. Right now, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe you give that nod to the Lions for second best, but I mean they're right they're right in the mix right now. And if you said right now that the Seahawks would be winning the division, people would think you're crazy because the yeah. 49ers have fallen off. But, they felt hard. Yeah, and we'll so sorry. In a second, but I, I will say the Seahawks—they're fighting hard. I just don't know. It's kind of like the Ravens situation where I'm just kind of like, do they have the talent to go all the way? Yeah, like, and I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. DK Metcalf is cool, but I don't think he's like a high-end wide receiver one. Like, he's good when he's not like an MMA fighter beating the crap out of like a random defensive back like For no forty reason. yards away from the uh, away from the play. Yeah, um, like he's pretty good. Their offensive line is like, eh. Yeah. Gino's like, eh. Yeah, they're like, they're the running back's good. And their defense is like not good. It's like, well, Witherspoon's good. Um, what would you call their defense below or above fifty percentile? I would say slightly above. Okay, slightly. Not not, not a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. like not like. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're top ten yeah, by any to means. Be relevant, you really need to have a top ten defense. Yeah, I'd say they're they're like right around fourteen, fifteen. I think. Yeah. So, although they could also be better, we could just be mm-hmm. dead wrong. I'm not gonna pull up the stats. Yep. And the Brown now, well, the Browns. The significance of losing this game is there's now three, four, and three teams in the in the AFC North. Jesus Christ! That and dimension. the team that leads it is Baltimore. Is ba- Ravens at six and two? Steelers four and three. Browns four and three. Bengals four and three. God, oh how God. is it every year this division is just the exact same? I yep. don't. They, it, like, it never changes. It's always like, like this. no matter who is, no matter what players are playing in that division, it is always a bloodbath every single year. And it's just funny because it happens in so many different ways, right? Like, okay, the Ravens are just good. The Bengals start off; they're horrible, and they win three straight games against like a good, 
decent, solid opponents. The Steelers just pull wins out of their ass that they should not be winning at all. Yeah, they just put up 10 points against an okay Jaguars defense. Yeah, or like... (laughs) But they beat the Ravens. They beat the Ravens. Because apparently it's it's like whenever TJ Watt scores a touchdown, they win. Like, that's like basically how it works. Browns took down the 49ers. Yeah. Then lost to the Colts. Yeah. Oh, no, they won the Colts. They, they won against the Colts. the Colts, but then now they just but lost against like, the Seahawks. It took, like, God to yeah. win that game. Well, God, refs, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> and then... Isn't that God in the NFL? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, no, that's Roger Goodell. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> so the Browns barely win. Then the Browns lose this. It's just, like, all over the place. And, like, it's going to change. Like, every week, it'll just be an evolving situation. I can't wait. Wait, can somebody look up? I might say that Bengals can pull it out this this division off the win. Yeah. Um. So we'll move on from there, Kai. Well, I do want to talk about the next game, which is the Bengals and 49ers, because the Bengals again, they're back. They're coming back. Here come the Bengals. Can, uh, just one more thing. Uh, Steelers Ravens last game of the year. That is going oh, to be a bloodbath. <laughs> I don't care because the Ravens are going to be playing for seeding in some yeah. capacity, probably yeah. with the Jaguars. And Chiefs. now the Bengals are also going to. And this. yeah, the Bengals beat the 49ers. I, 49ers are skidding a little bit. Don't get me wrong. But they the really 49ers are. are still a good team. This is a good win by the Bengals. And Joe Burrow looks healthy. Yeah. After their mandatory four games of mm-hmm. being bad sentence every year, <laughs> they are back. There's the like we're so back right we're now. so back yeah they, i mean they legitimately do look back joe burrow i think finally is healthy which why didn't you just rest him the entire time if you were gonna lose these games anyway i don't get it whatever um they look good um i mean they beat the crap out of the 49ers um brock purdy's insanity run is over well brock purdy looked like he legitimately like i'm not even trying to make a joke he probably looked like he was concussed for part of that game like because he went through concussion protocol he cleared it but then there was i was so confused when i saw him like come out for the snap i just Mm -hmm. figured sam darnold was playing that's what i thought i don't know why he went out like i don't know and like he cleared like he cleared it at the beginning of the game or like before the game and then partway through it was like he was not playing well, like at all. Yeah. And it was like very obvious that there was something off with it because like we know what Brock Purdy, like his, what his whole shtick is, is that he throws on time. He throws to the right spots and like, it's perfect for the Kyle Shanahan scheme. And like, not everybody can do that and he can't, but then he's just like making horrible reads. Like there's a, it was one of the picks where he threw, it was like, there was a linebacker right in front of him and it like, it gets like tipped, whatever. Okay. It's a great play by the linebacker. Next one, it's like 10 yards down the field. And he throws it to a Cincinnati defender who's standing in front of the receiver. It's like, right on. Right why, on. why would you throw that? Like, why? You're not even forcing it. There's no one to yeah. throw it to. Like, it doesn't even make sense. So that was just like, I found that really, really weird. Yeah. So I think they got to figure some stuff out. Yep. Christian McCaffrey, 17 straight games of the touchdown. <sighs> He's got death taxes on <sighs> McCaffrey anytime. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. <laughs> he will find the end zone. Well, I wonder what is, uh, Raj, you want to do a little research? Minus 110. For next game? Uh, probably minus 110. Look it up. <laughs> I think it needs to start being like minus 250. At this point? For the yeah. betting odds. It's 17 it's, games in a row. Yeah. Like, are you going to be the one that bets him to not have it? That'd be crazy. I think you should, I think there should be a bet for a, CMC not to get a touchdown. Yeah, that that like uh, CMC like non-scoring, mm-hmm. like that should be plus odds. Yes, that'd be insane. It, it's ridiculous what he's doing. What's also ridiculous is the Broncos beating the Chiefs for the first time in eight 
years. Yeah, that was um, the first win they've gotten since the Obama administration, and that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, I'll give the Broncos credit. Good for them. Their defense finally looks better. Yes. Finally. Now, um, that being said, the Chiefs' offense hasn't looked great. Wait, aren't the 49ers on a bye week? Oh, <laughs> I, can't um, see, I can't see the odds it. for it. Right, whatever. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it was CMC. minus 110 last week. They just okay. canceled the bet. They yeah. didn't want anybody to bet it. Um, but, I mean, this was supposed to be, oh, it's the Mahomes flu game, whatever. And he looks like crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole team looked like crap. It's almost like he had the flu. <laughs> like, <laughs> They just did not look like they were in sync. They didn't look great. Um, Taylor Swift was not, not present. That's Taylor why they Swift lost. Taylor Swift wasn't present. I mean, they she needs to be there. Like I, I understand the Taylor. are not a good football team if she's not there. Exactly. Look, I understand Taylor. You have a lot going on, but look, if you really care about this Chiefs team because you care about Travis Kelsey, you need to be going to every single game. Why every single hubby, come on over to the Eagles too. games. What? Come on over and support the Eagles. Now it's okay. We're the well, better team. I'm convinced the reason they're not giving DeAndre Swift running carries is because they want to stop hearing the name swift you know that's a good theory <sighs> that's a whole nother thing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh the chiefs they just look out of sorts they just like they're obviously they're gonna be fine like no one's really too concerned about them if they start going on a skid then yeah but i mean this was kind of just like like mahomes was mahomes had the flu it was like freezing cold there it was like it was like snowing before the yeah. game and whatever like whatever and like are you going to be concerned when the team is has a two and a half game lead in the division like no, no. that and division's like, so bad it yeah. doesn't matter like are you really worried about the broncos sneaking up behind you no like i'm sorry <laughs> yeah you're not. like and look credit to the broncos they finally put it together they finally won um they will also just say for anyone who wants to overreact about the chiefs right now they still have the best record in the in the conference yeah they're, they're tied, tied, they're for, tied for it but they still have the best one yeah so, so like whatever no time to panic yeah, it's not time to panic. And I don't think they've played the Raiders yet. No. Which is going to be two free wins. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, like, whatever. And probably the Chargers, too. They probably. I think, didn't they already? They already them beat them once. No, they only played once so far. Oh, no. Yeah, because then it's after the break. Also, I hate it. this narrative going around now. I mean, it's not really a narrative. It is factual, but everyone's like, oh, Russell Wilson. They're pulling up his stats. They're like, really? He gets a lot of hate, and he's not really playing that bad. And I'm like, okay, but like. Use the eyeball test. Yeah, like, look at that. Use the eyeball test and just. Look, he came to the Broncos. Yeah, had a horrible year one. They're still not having a good year here. Like, I don't care what his stats say. Like, yeah, he's he was supposed to be the savior. He's mm-hmm. part of the collective problem on the Broncos. Stop pulling up the stats and be like, oh, is he really that bad? Or yes, like, yes, who, yes, yes, I'm yes. sorry. Like, he's not a good quarterback. Like, and also this, the the one that pisses me off the most is where it's like there's like so many of like the stat padding touchdowns like at the end of games. It's like yeah, they're playing prevent defense because they don't want you to just like. They want you to burn clock and get all the way yeah. down the field, and then just like, oh well, we only beat them by two scores instead of three. Who cares? Yep. You lost. Whatever. Fraud. Ravens beat the Cardinals thirty-one to twenty-four. Again, nice, hard-fought Cardinals. L. They <laughs> legendarily covered the spread by taking a field goal. A, good teams win. Great, great teams, teams cover. <laughs> they cover. Down ten. The line was seven and a half, I believe, or eight and a half, or mm-hmm. something, and they kick a field goal and it's yeah. seven point. I mean, there's a reason they do it. Yeah. Um. Really funny thing from the game is they put Nelson Aguilar in on the onside <laughs> kick. They put him on like, the hands team when they do. They put receivers. Who, who thought that was a good idea? I don't know. <laughs> Get him out. <laughs> like, I, any Eagles fan looked at that and was like, why? What are you doing? Why? <laughs> like, what are you doing? If you don't know, they typically put people who catch the football a lot on, to recover onside kicks because, because the they ball have good will hands. kick up and they'll have good hands. 
But Nelson Aguilar has horrible hands. That, like, he shouldn't be a receiver. Wasn't Aguilar the one that dropped like the Hail Mary against the Giants? The one, no, the he one just year? dropped a deep ball. That it was, the deep it was ball an that, easy touchdown. would have won the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was thinking, yeah. It's just... I, terrible. It's just goofy, <sighs> but terrible. Again, great win, but great loss by the Cardinals. Just again, just hard fought, playing well. I don't know I was going to touch back on it. It's just very interesting that they were just like, yeah, Josh Dobbs, he's not playing again no matter what. They were like, we'll play the rookie or we'll play Kyler Murray, one of the two, which one is just very two. drastic options. I feel like you could play like Josh Dobbs, but also... I don't know if you want to give the rookie like a one game run. Maybe they were concerned they were getting like too good with Josh Jobs. <laughs> They're like, oh, we got to oh, start oh, taking. We it. almost became two and six. We need to <laughs> remain at one. Got to slide back down there. Especially after the Panthers when they were like, ooh, number one pick. There Us. we go. Um, and my biggest question is why was Bears Chargers on Sunday Night Football? Because the NFL was running a dumb narrative over the offseason where Justin, Justin Fields was supposed to be good and they scheduled the Bears for all these games and they're like, oh my God, this is going to be a great matchup. Justin Fields will make a Jalen Hurts sleep and next thing you know, we'll have some great Sunday night football games. But no, no one fell for the hype besides a few casuals. Justin Fields is not good at football. That team is bad. Uh, fire Eberflus. He is a terrible head coach. <laughs> and that's my um, wow Bears rant. Yeah burn that organization well done chargers win not yeah. shockingly because the bears are like raj so eloquently elaborated on is they are bad they're yeah. just not good football <laughs> and there's this whole narrative out there that they were good and they just they aren't they the record is two and six they're one of the worst teams in the league they need all the picks they can get they need to like get a whole new coaching staff in there like they need to really go head coach hunting soon yes. to figure out who they want to get <laughs> eric b enemy i Honestly, yeah. Like, they should go get the enemy. Free him from Washington. Free him from Washington. Go get him. But the Ham Sam Howell is not no, the Ham, truth. Ham right? Sowell. Ham Sowell fan club. I gave up Ham on that Sowell. fan club when this man no, dropped no, no, 31 no. on us. I, what, that not, would make it make more sense. No. I'm still part of the Ham, Ham Sowell fan Ham club. Ham Sowell fan club. <laughs> um, and then we talked about Raiders Lions tonight. So interesting week of football. This is one of the more like predictable weeks. Yeah, I feel like finally, like, I feel like I was able to actually finally like, make sense. Besides, you know, the Chiefs, but besides like the Chiefs, whatever. everything felt like okay, like things were under control versus the last couple of weeks. But the segment of the podcast that everyone was looking for, everybody has been waiting for it. As has been reported many places in 2028, flag football will be coming to the Olympics. And today we have decided that we are going to draft our flag football teams in a snake draft format. So if you don't know how this works, one of us will start. It'll go to the other people and we'll snake back around and make our picks. And I'm just going to go over real quickly some rules for flag football that seem like they will be adopted for the Olympics, though the official rule set's not out. So we will be drafting two QBs, two running backs, and three wide receivers. That'll make it seven players for each team. Flag football is played 5v5. Um, for running plays, you're only doing direct handoffs. There's no tosses or any like backwards uh, throws. Yeah. In flag football, only direct handoffs. In this style of football, there are no offensive or defensive linemen on either team, and games take place on a field that is 50 yards long and 25 yards wide. You must have you can have 15 players on a roster. That's not really related to us. Each team gets four downs across midfield, so you have 20, you have four plays to get 25 yards. Um, if you get across midfield, you get a new set of downs. Um, otherwise, you turn the ball over. But like a, like a football, if you turn it over on downs, you get the ball wherever the, you get the the other team takes the ball wherever it was down, mm -hmm. the other team would start back at their own five yard line. So you have to go 45 yards. And if you inter interception, it's the same as regular football. Yep. Um, teams are allowed to run the ball anywhere on the field besides the five yard area. So if you're within the five throwing into the end zone, you're not allowed to run the ball. And then um, you can't jump or dive as a ball carrier. 
at all. You just you can't jump, yeah. jump or dive. And then um, poor blitzers. Each team's defense can max blitz two people to rush the quarterback directly, but they have to be back seven yards from the line of scrimmage to Before start. They can go, yeah. So that's basic rundown. Of I also don't rules. think the quarterbacks can scramble. I they think. can't unless it's after a certain period of time, or they're being like or they're being blitzed. They're being like if they're being blitzed or someone's running at them. I see. Okay. Then they, then they can run. Okay. So, but yeah, it's like you could drop people in coverage, which makes it interesting because there's a lot of schemes you could do where yeah. like. Do you just let if you have a quarterback that I mean we don't know other countries quarter I don't really know the random like <laughs> I don't know the random guy. Sorry, from, let's see, let's see what Lithuania is. Yeah, I was bringing out there for quarterback. Lithuanian yeah. quarterback if he yeah. has like if you can run out the pocket or not. But yeah. like it would be different like for other teams scheming like okay Lamar we're not gonna blitz him yeah. because we don't want him to run so we're just gonna make him sit back and play like deep coverage. But yeah, so we're gonna draft again. There's no particular order we have to draft these players in. Raj, would you what pick would you like to have on the snake draft? Two. Two. Damn you. Constantly in the middle. Peter, what draft? Three or one? Yeah, give me one. Okay. So Peter will start our draft going through. Peter, who's your first pick in a 2023 Coconut Curry flag football fantasy draft? All right. It has to be Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Going for a quarterback. Like number one. You gotta. Like, because here's my thing is like with Mahomes, like we've seen him so many times, like have players that aren't as great. And then he just completely elevates them to be like incredible. Like look at Marvez, uh, Valdez, MVS, McCole yeah. um, Hardman, um, just like so many of these like random receivers look great. Also, great locker room guy. Great locker room guy. I mean, like he's already got two MVPs under his belt. Like he's established. He's like he's gonna be the face of the team. Like he's your guy. And I mean, I think when like if blitzers are coming at him, right? Like this, this dude can sauce time. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, your guy. Like waddles out of the pocket and then yeah. just like just slings the ball. That. Yeah, he's your guy. Yeah, he's a guy to lead for sure. Yes. All right, Raj, number two pick. I'm gonna go with AJ Brown. Okay, That's, all right, he's got a skill guy. Yeah, go. great skill guy. I, my only concern with AJ Brown in uh, flag football is that he has a lot of his like great receiving skills from playing through contact, which is and very minimal yeah. in flag football. That's but, fine. He's like, he can just stand there, and I'll just throw, he can throw it up to him. You're gonna yeah. draft the Eagles roster, aren't you? <laughs> God, I just realized that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to take them. Unfortunately, my number one guy is still on the board, and that's Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Going to take him. And yeah, then that's very valid. Because I think wide receivers are such at a premium, I'm also going to take Tyreek Hill. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have to explain that much. I think Jeff- Justin Jefferson offers a little bit more of like a dynamic. <laughs> Jetta's entire kill is so unfair. What? <laughs> That's so unfair, bro. <laughs> like thinking about some guy having to line up and cover two against <laughs> Justin Jefferson and Tyree Hill <laughs> is insane. Who's never had much experience playing football. Who's <laughs> so like a teacher. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so funny to me. And then like Tyree's backflipping and yeah. Justin Jefferson hitting the gritty. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Justin Jefferson's like grittying into it. Yeah, then you just see like Tyree Gill doing the backflip in the background. It's like how? Whatever. It's fine. Um, yeah, um, there's a lot of things you can do with creative running with them. Yeah. Uh, short cross. Justin Jefferson's a better like pass catcher, like high point receiver yeah. than Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill's just faster than everyone else. So yeah. uh, two great receivers there. Mm-hmm. Those, those will be my two picks. And then yeah. Raj, back to you. AJ Brown. With the board, who do you go for? I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. Okay. I really thought you were about to say Jalen Hurts. I really did. 
Another good receiver. Another very good receiver. Um, my only thing was he's also another one of those kind of physical physicality. Yeah. He's like a smaller AJ uh, Brown. Mm-hmm. Jamar feels like a very like great all around receiver, but I can't like pinpoint one thing he does exceptionally well. He's just like good than- at. He's like a ninety. He's like a ninety at like everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not like. Now the was, best at anything, yeah. but he's just like... That's where I was like, Tyreek Hill is 99 speed. Yeah, he's like And Justin speed. Jefferson has great catch radius. And yes. just great so the two of them is like unfair. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Jamar Chase feels like a 90 at everything, but also like... Yeah. And same thing with AJ Brown feels like he's a 90 at everything. And yeah. also 100 strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that is true. <laughs> um, all right. So then I'm up now. Yep. Okay. Patrick um, Mahomes on the roster. You get I two picks. A, I got two picks. All right. Um, I will be taking Devontae Adams. Okay, <laughs> yep. Okay. And obviously, I know that the Olympics is supposed to be in 2028, but by the time 2028 actually rolls around, also oh, we're we're like for this draft, we're assuming like current. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah, because like by the time that it like it's actually weird. rolls around, there's probably going to be some rookie that's like incredible by that point. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. Or Marvin Harrison, <laughs> <laughs> Maserati Marv, yeah. Caleb Williams. I'm drafting <laughs> yeah, literally. him. So like, I'm sure they'll be incredible. Yeah, but yeah. like, this is current day. I'll take Devonte. He's a route running god. Um, just an absolute monster, like whatever. And, um, at my other receiver, I am going to go with something a little bit unorthodox and I'm going to go Travis Kelsey. Oh, okay. No, no. I was, he's not my big board. Why, yeah. why the Travis Kelsey pick? Because he is one of those, like, well, besides what, the attention he'll bring to the sport from Taylor Swift, besides, flag football. yeah, besides that. Um, he is like Mr. Third down. He is like genuine, like one of the, he's probably the best route running tight end we've ever seen. Yeah. And a lot of it is, you know, okay, well, there won't be as much physicality. Him being a tight end. Okay. He's still six, five, like two forty five, and can run better routes than damn near any other receiver and has incredible hands like him going up because I couldn't get somebody like an AJ Brown. I'm just going to have him go and just run a perfect route. And it's, oh, sorry, let's have some guy try to drape himself all over Travis Kelsey. All right, let me just put both of my hands up fully in the air and just have Patrick Mahomes sauce it to him. Yeah, and I mean, if they play, if any team tries to play zone, he's really good at going through zones. Exactly. Putting the soft spot. And and with that connection with Patrick Mahomes and... Exactly. I mean, yeah, Kel- I mean, tra- Taylor Swift helped grow the game of flag exactly, football. Exactly, exactly. I mean, just a textbook play. All right, Raj, back to you. I'm you got go- AJ Brown and Jamar Chase in the roster. Who do you go next? I'm going to go with my favorite bald head, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler okay. a good one. I actually did not even think of him in my uh, my board. That's a really good that's Yeah, a really good, good pass catcher, mm-hmm. very all-around solid. Um, yeah, he, you can play him out receiver. Very shifty. Yeah, yeah, very, very shifty. I, so. I really like that pick, actually. So I'm going to take a little peek over at my big board here because <laughs> I – I didn't even make a board. I'm just going off memory oh, right now. This is okay. pure instinct. This is pure instinct. I, mean, I wanted a lot more creative options here. We're supposed to have another person on the pod today to help uh, dilute like the talent available yeah, a little bit. But we're making super teams. Yeah. yeah, we're making super teams. It is what it is. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I'll take him. There it is. And then I will also take um, Devon Achan. Yeah, I'll take him. Achan. Oh my god, he's so fast. <laughs> he's so fast. As my, as my second running back, I think like Christian McCaffrey, like. Yeah, can run him out as a receiver a little bit more yeah. often, but also on plays where you just want to keep him off speed and just do a direct handoff, and yep. they might not be ready for it. I mean, just get an automatic like yeah, five. He's so fast, and yeah, you can do so a lot of creative fast. things. He's so fast, get him an open speed. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll take Devon Achan for my other guy. Although there's another, there's a lot of great running backs you could do, yeah. and there's some on my yeah. list that I would prefer to have in patching and pass catching. But CMC is so good at catching He's the ball so good, yeah. at the backfield. So who you got? 
Give me Bijan Robinson. Oh, okay. I didn't actually put him on my list either because I didn't think about him. That's a good pick. I needed someone who can juke in the open field, and we saw what he did to defenders, and those are professional NFL players. Mm-hmm. Now imagine what he'll do to a Lithuanian farmer in the open field. <laughs> we're really bad. Well, we're back on Lithuania. Lithuania. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> I'm sorry. Lithuania. Other countries. Yeah, yeah. Like, for any of our Lithuanian fans out there, uh, shoot us a text. We're so and, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get you on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like Have a, send, hop on. Yeah. Send you a little sticker. <laughs> send you a sticker. <laughs> Um. All right. So I'm up now. Uh. So what do I? Need? I need running backs now. Uh. Yeah. You got Pat. Patrick. What Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Adams, and Travis Kelsey. All right. Um. I am gonna picks. go with my running back. I'm gonna go with Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Um. I don't know why he wasn't off the board yet. I'm um, gonna be honest. I dropped the ball on my God, big board I running. Back. I was really wondering why you picked H. Shade. I'm not gonna I, lie. Yeah, instead I, of Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I wanted the speed aspect. There's guys in my list, but I just didn't even list like. Barkley, Eckler, Robinson. Like, I just didn't think about it when I was big. Yeah, they just, just completely missed you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. Really good pass catcher. Uh, incredible speed. Not as much power, but I mean, stiff arming somebody to the ground can still happen in flag football, I believe. So, uh, yeah. whatever. Um, then for my second running back, I kind of want to pick somebody like as a, a different running back. But I mean, the thing is, is that like, you know what? I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs. Like, He's kind of the same, like kind of the same format, kind of like a Barkley light, but he's still a very good pass catcher, still incredible in the open field. And like, you know, it's it's kind of the same yeah. thing, but like it, it is like, I think just the dynamic of both of them, it's just like, they're going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Like being that we're all both maxed out in quarterback uh, running backs, uh, just a few notable mentions. I had Jameer Gibbs. As a running back, I, could get I don't trust him. Uh-uh. I don't care. Nope. Um, no. Just because he was passing up Alvin Kamara, I had as an option. Kamara, kind of. But, like, he's – I feel like part of him is, like, the patience that he has to set up blockers, yeah. and there isn't going to be any blockers. That's so. true. And then I had also Brees Hall as well as a, a guy. Brees was, Hall, I, again, I I really like him as a running back, but his – I think his talent comes from having, like, one good block, and then he just runs straight. True. Like, and he's incredible at it. Don't get me wrong. He's very, very good at that. And like, but I think it's just like, if you're playing flag football, you need to be incredibly shifty. Mm -hmm. And I think. I also had uh, Swift as an option because of his shiftiness. So I think, I think we picked the running backs that were, that were fitting in my little Devon H. And pick flyer. (laughs) uh, Speed, speed kills. Speed kills. Yes, Um, it does. I think at this point I'll have to, I'm at. Four people. I'll draft a quarterback and another receiver. I thought we were only doing two QBs. I don't have a QB. He doesn't have one. Oh, oh! I thought you're. Di- Wait, you don't have a QB either, buddy. Yeah, never mind. I oh, thought we were doing two QBs, oh, two running backs, two receivers. Two. Yeah. No, I'm never Three mind. Receivers. Ignore me. Three, Three receivers. Three receivers. Okay. Three receivers. Ignore you're, me. You're up, pal. Yeah. Up. Um. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Give me okay. ayahuasca, boy. <laughs> okay, that's a wild one. I there. need someone who has played with every different archetype of a player. I need someone who's a visionary on the field. I need someone who sees things that we don't see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I need someone to motivate the team in alternate ways. Games. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're a great pick, as, as you perfectly described. Um, I, will, I will take Cooper Cup. As my next, go. my last receiver, yeah, and then I will take I have a whole entire QB board. So I'll take Josh Allen, just as a guy who can make any, every single yeah. throw on the field. Mm-hmm. I'm not as concerned about interceptions when you're playing like man coverage, not as many safeties that can kind mm-hmm. of come over top. So I think it's a 
his his risky side is a little bit like his what he does good what he does bad is not as yeah. prevalent in like a flag football type of scenario yeah and i mean just no one's going to be able to like him running around just gonna be crazy yeah his route running is gonna be unreal yeah then do i need one more receiver i think i need one uh, more too Raj, up next. So that's, that's yeah you, yeah Raj, you've got aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Bijan, eckler jamar chase aj brown so you got a quarterback left and a receiver left give me randall cobb <laughs> great very big <laughs> <laughs> you are a moron <laughs> I mean, great locker room guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, you need that type of locker room presence. Got a lot of young players on my team. You need to balance it out. Cool. I'm just going to step on base. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking great up until you were Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb. Why? I mean... I mean I thought your pick was great. I think you know you need those guys in the locker room. Really <sighs> exactly, need better team. experience. But when you got when you left leaving boys like Stephon Diggs out, <laughs> <laughs> you'd get too disgruntled. Honestly, that's oh, why I don't yeah, trust. That's him. what it is. All right, yeah. yeah. Why did you drive Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Ayahuasca boy is going to do wonders for this Demo team. Debo Samuel going undrafted is a f- crime in this. I'm sorry, it I, is. I was gonna. I was considering. He's on my big board, but you know, Jesus. I had a reek. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. I didn't really have much room for Debo Samuel in there. God damn. I also Why? want to see Randall Cobb have an Olympic ring. Or an Olympic medal. Like, we, the middle of the draft, but this is also how great the league is with talent at certain positions. I mean, we're drafting nine wide receivers, and we're like, oh, Debo not getting drafted is criminal. And it's like, there are legit, I mean, besides the Randall Cobb pick, <laughs> um, all of these guys are, are really good receivers. What is so. Like Terry McLaurin, like... There's a ton of good guys. Devontae Smith. I'll just read off some big yeah. board. I think we're done with receivers, so I'll just read off some of the yeah. big board. Nelson Aguilar, Jalen Rager. Uh, yeah. Waddle, Debo, Amonra, Keenan Allen, Garrett Wilson, uh, Smitty as potential options that were there. And I, didn't so even, and I didn't even go down. Um, I didn't even go down all Well, of if we had more people, it'd be different. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and then do I have one more quarterback, too? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Tua. Okay. Stupid accurate. He is stupid accurate, yeah. Um, and I mean, you got the obviously he's not the greatest scrambler in the world, but again, I have a feeling that he's going to be a better athlete than whatever is going to be out there. Mm-hmm. And just when he comes out on the field, it's just going to be like, all right, where do you want the ball to be? All right, I'm going to put it exactly in that spot. So, yeah, that's my guy. All right, Raj, taste some hell. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, just a great graduate guy. <sighs> all right. And I really thought you weren't doing a meme team at first, but this. <laughs> Listen, you said I could draft two. This quickly. <laughs> you, you said I could draft two two quarterbacks. Taysom Hill was technically on the roster as a QB. Yeah. Right. You can play multiple positions. I mean, I'm just going to take the better gadget guy in Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I can play him at running back or receiver or at quarterback, which yeah. is his main position. So That's Lamar fine. Jackson around my team. So. We're going to put these in the descri- uh, description. Definitely rank your top team. Uh, we're going through real quick. And Raj. tell us why Rogers is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the Seahawks. First, great first. No, I'm like Russell Wilson. I have yeah. a great first half of the season. And then you see Rogers, Cobb, Hill. I don't even know, bro. You drafted AJ Brown like as your first play. AJ yeah. Brown 1 2 is crazy. Like, I, <laughs> yep. I think Brown could have made it to like the end of the draft transparently. Like, he yeah. Was not, he wasn't even on my Well, because like AJ Brown and Jamar Chase as like a 1 2. Listen, they're, Randall they're Cobb. I was going to pick Carson Wentz first, okay? <laughs> I thought you were going to do a right meme pick. team with the Eagles. That would have been better. Jalen Hurts would be a better option. He can run. No, I like this. Oh, my 
God. All right, to go into the teams real quick, we got Rob, AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, Austin Eckler, Bijan. Then it kind of goes downhill from here with Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, and Taysom Hill. So let us know how much you like that team in the description below. Uh, Peter's got Patty Mahomes, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Stephon Diggs, and Tua Tagovailoa. And then I've got uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, Von A. Chin, uh, Cooper Cup, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. I think yours wins, Justin. Yeah, I sweep. What about my team? No. A. Chin <laughs> was a big fumble there. But, no, <laughs> no, but no, no, no. I think I think yours ends up winning. When you, when you, when you see A. Chin fly down the field, when you have to see some... Hmm, what's a country I cannot make fun of? Mm, Brazil? Uzbekistan. Oh, no, they got fast players. Yeah. Is Uzbekistan still a country? I don't know. <laughs> Turkmenistan? When I, see, when, I like, when I see like a Colombian like cornerback. <laughs> who's like 5'2". Who's 5'2". Like <laughs> Me when the Bolivian rice farmer steps up into the pocket to blitz Jalen Hurts. <laughs> you don't even have Jalen Hurts. I just <laughs> when the, whatever. When the poor guy who's been farming cows from Thailand for his entire life is told, "Hey, you're you're pretty fast. Go line up against Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson. That's gonna look real good." Yeah. How many ACL pairs do you think are gonna happen on that field? Yes. <laughs> like genuinely. Yeah, yes. Like I think a lot. Are they playing on turf? Right. I mean, probably they're. Olympics, nah. They're going to be using the stadiums grass. that are already. Oh, it's going to be in LA. Oh no, it would be. Um, it would be grass by then. Yeah, pretty much. Oh yeah, they have to switch them out. Pretty much every single stadium that's going to be involved in the Olympics will. Because be we grass. also have the World Cup coming. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Because the NFL US is really on top right now with all these sporting events happening. <laughs> that was, I thought that was going somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. So Whoa. US on top right now. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Nationalism. <laughs> Nationalism go burr. Yeah. Curry podcast is really an extension of the U.S. government. Oh yeah, so, w- what you didn't know is that we're actually just like government drones. Our our really good setup is funded by the U.S. government. Yeah, yes, <laughs> which is why we got a chair and some boxes all together. Yeah, this is just a government contract, Thank guys. You Joe Biden for the new tripod. Thanks, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks, bud. Oh my god! I, uh, make sure you tell us what team is best in the description down below. Uh, Vote who, for me, please. Uh, whoever was the Raiders quarterback just threw an atrocious pick. No, not surprised. I love how it's whoever's the Raiders. Oh, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo's back. Oh, okay. Threw an awful pick into double coverage. Not shocked. Josh McDaniels' last day as a head coach. I hope he gets fired so bad. They, I don't think they can't afford to fire him. No, they can't. <laughs> now they, they should. Can. Now they can. Oh, they can oh, now. They can now. Okay. Last okay. season they couldn't. Now yeah, they last can. season they literally couldn't fire him because they didn't have the money. But anyway, that's the end of the Coconut Curry podcast. Thanks all for listening. Enjoy doing the draft. That was fun. Shout out to Flag Football for making it in 2028 Olympics. Hopefully, we'll still be podcasting by then and we can actually give the takes on yeah. the U.S. players beating the crap out of <laughs> people who <laughs> poor have, li- who have life, like wife, wives, kids, and yeah, like everybody that aren't playing like, actual day jobs. Yeah. Listen, Noah Lyles awoken a sleeping giant by making that one comment. Yeah, you Noah Lyles and Jack We'll see you next episode. Go, Birds! Yeah, go, Birds. I'm going to curse them. <coughs>